This is the Talk Theater in Chicago interview podcast. I'm your host this week, Ann Nicholson-Weber, and we're going to be talking about the production of The Liar by David Ives, which he adapted from the original play by Pierre Cornet. Uh, it's currently playing at Writer's Theater, directed by William Brown. And William, Bill, is here with us, as is Nate Berger and Laura Rook, two of the actors from the show. It's just a very funny show. <laughs> it just is funny. And so I'm hoping that we can try to figure out a little bit about why some things are funny and other things that you think are going to be funny aren't. Um, and how you go, what the process is for taking what is obviously a very funny script and making it funny on stage. Because not everything on the page is funny on stage, I think. That right. May, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Maybe, Bill, if you would just tee it up by very briefly explaining what the play is, okay. a little bit about it. This play is, is based on a Cornet play, the 17th century French author. It is about a liar and a man who comes to work for him as his valet who can do nothing but speak the truth. And, you know, this kid comes to town from the country, from some small town in France, and... <laughs> he decides he can create a version of himself uh -huh. um, that in his mind will sell in the country or will, will sell in Paris. And uh, he claims to be a soldier. He claims to be a great lover. He gets himself in a romantic tangle. Uh, and I don't want to give too much away, but eventually he is made to realize that Perhaps lying isn't the best way to, to live your life, uh -huh. but you know uh, that's it in a nutshell. Don't you think, Nate? Yeah, that's pretty. Nate, Nate is our liar. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, it's a little bit like um, when you go to college and you decide to completely reinvent yourself. Totally, <laughs> right? Or, Nobody knows who you are. You can be anybody. Or how many actors have come from, you know, some place where the, this opportunity to recreate yourself. Yeah. Uh, in the big city, uh, or and not just actors, lots of people right. move to a place that isn't like home Start over. <clears throat> to become what they want to be. Right. Yes, right. it's quite common. Right. So um, let's start just talking about the, the language and particularly the rhymes. Um, the, the cornet, I'm going to assume, is rhymed couplets because kind of mm -hmm. all of French <laughs> dramatic <laughs> literature at that time was. Um, and David Ives, the adapter, writer, um, he's, he's a very free adaptation. Is that a a fair way to characterize it. He calls it a translaptation or translaptation. Translaptation. Yes, right. Translaptation. Yeah. So it's because he's translating to the French and then kind of making it something. And adapting, yeah. yeah. And but the story's the same, the setting's the same. It's not one of those words updated to some right. new yes. you know, milieu or something. Mm -hmm. Um so I presume it's just in the language and the metaphors and the right, is that is that kind of weird? Is it, did, did any of you go back and look at a literal translation mm -hmm. of the script, Bill? Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's surprisingly similar. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I I expected it to be much different, but it's it's there's something I don't know terribly modern about it. It, it doesn't mm -hmm. stick Absolutely. to the classical forms that you expect from 17th French, mm -hmm. 17th century French literature. Uh, and there's the accidents of humanity. That, that yeah, it's very freewheeling feeling, isn't so it? Too. Yeah, right. People change. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so um, the, the rhyme is, there's some hysterical rhymes. I couldn't, I saw it about three and a half weeks ago. I can't remember any of them, but I know that there's some <laughs> where they'll be the end of a line and then you say, what can he possibly rhyme with that? 
and there's this fun in just waiting to hear. And yeah. then there are others where you didn't, you didn't wait, but when it comes, it just takes you so by surprise. Yeah. Um, but the verse must be constraining. So I wanted to talk maybe first about how you go about Laura and Nate, how you go about preparing to do a part where you're speaking in verse, if it's different at all, um, and what are the impediments or how does it help you either one? Sure. I find it incredibly freeing, uh, to do a verse play. I feel like there, uh, it's just a, a roadmap and a, a guideline mm-hmm. when you do verse or when you do Shakespeare, um, the playwright has kind of told you what he wants you to do a little bit more, I think sometimes. And, uh, maybe it's just because I've done a lot of classical theater lately that I feel that way, that when I go back to a contemporary play, I go, Oh, right. I can just relax and, right, you know, um, but, uh, but the verse I think is, is just always there to help you. And then you, you find these little clues and you find these certain words that, uh, you find that you do want to emphasize and, I remember even in auditions, Bill, um, you know, we, I did it once, you know, trying to make sense of it. And then he was like, okay, now do it and, and use all of the rhymes, like really mm-hmm. play with the rhymes. And it's just, it just came out more fun and it, and it, all the same stuff was underneath it. It's just, uh, kind of elevated a little bit more, kind of served up a little bit better to the ear and, uh, and definitely to the comedy, for sure. So, so are you saying that your first impulse was try to make it seem more natural? And Bill was saying, "Don't worry about that. Let it kind of hit the rhymes." Yeah, is that is it? I think is that I too think, simplistic. I think that's what I, I, I did. I don't remember. Uh-huh. I mean, the the callback yeah. version was now you have to you have got to be truthful. Right. The further we went in the process, the more we went. Okay, if it's not truthful, it won't happen. Mm-hmm. And then. And, and the callback was you have to do it a hundred percent, the absolute truth of it, and now do it like cat in the hat. Right. So eventually right. it found its own way, mm-hmm. but, but there was something empowering, right? Absolutely. About doing the cat in the hat mm-hmm. and uh-huh. the hat version. And what's, what makes a lot, a lot of the, the most, the funniest parts in the play for me is, is, really playing up the cat in the hat, but as seriously as possible. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like there's right. the, the one line that's like, uh, uh, I say, what, what if it isn't love and I'm an idiot and, and like delivering the, that line, I have to say idiot yeah. as, yeah. as seriously yeah. as possible. What is the rhyme there? It's a, uh, and it's a, it uh, don't ask, don't ask me, consult your inner midget. <laughs> and it's not, it's not my line. It's LaShawn's. But like, I see. And you're completing but the But there are just a right. few of those where it's like. Just very earnest. The most absurdly stupid pairing of words. Right. And when they're that earnest. It's like an amazing sort of like <laughs> tritone of, of like comedy <laughs> and like, and that's the other thing too, actually about the verse that I was thinking when you were talking is cause, cause I grew up playing music. Mm. And so that's where I, that's how I understand things a lot is musically. And that the, the rhythm of verse helps me memorize way more than yeah. anything yes. else. Right. Cause right. I'm like, Oh no, that's, I'm missing a note in that phrase. Right, like there's right. one, right. there's, there's one note that's, that's, foot in there. that's a four, four measure. You right, know? Like, yeah, right. So it's, it's, it's really helpful for me to be rooted in a structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a, but it is, it is so modern in that it's structured, 
but and we talked about this a lot during the process where it's like it's a form it's a structure and play within the form right and it's you have you have certain parameters where you get to experiment but you still have to maintain the baroque like structure of the musicality of the of the language so so what are the degrees of freedom you have within that structure what can you play with um sounds i think is well is the place where i have the most fun where i have uh i've seen men in their shrouds leap from their coffins and i don't do anything except give leap the full the full value of the words Uh just like leap <laughs> and all the parts of it, and it, oh, it's one of my most consistent laughs now. <laughs> and it's do nothing to that word except for give it what it has uh-huh. musically into it, and it's. But it, it, it's it's hmm. it's quite right. And actually, Nate in the car driving up here said talked about the math in the play, mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's a terrific way to to think about it. There is you have to find although music. I, I also was a musician first, mm-hmm. so. There's a way to own a song or an aria. Until you own it, you're merely singing notes. Mm -hmm. Until it comes from your heart and soul. Uh, And then once that happens, you will sing it unlike anyone else. Mm -hmm. Or on a different night, you will say, I mean, there's a strange freedom in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, And it, it, it was, this is a very smart group of actors. So they... I, I would dare say that you got the math relatively early, and then it was okay. But really, what do you? Who are you? What do you mm-hmm. mean? What's important? Who's he? Who's totally. she? Right. Uh, just like you would with any other play. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, so okay, going back to those rhymes at the ends of lines and how you get a laugh out of them, if you should. And and Bill was saying before the interview that people are a little bit almost superstitious. I think you were thinking about talking about pulling apart right. what makes it funny because yes. then it just evaporates. Right. So I don't I don't want to do that. But yet I'm really curious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually this spring and and it scared me to even suggest this but i i taught a class at northwestern in comedy and it eventually turned out a class for actors and directors mm-hmm. so it, it was it, it you know it was thrilling to me on all fronts but you know i began by saying why is private lives hilarious and who's, who's afraid, afraid of virginia wolf ultimately tragic right I mean, they're both, it's right. two plays about abusive spouses. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, 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 Elliot says some women should be struck regularly like gall. Right. It kills every, I, I mean, right. I, I, why does an entire audience of men and women laugh at that line? But I think it has something, and, and they all, it, I almost think that comedy needs to be more truthful. You can't lie or it's, oh, you're just trying to make me laugh. Uh-huh. But I think in comedy, there's less scarring. So you can say early in, in act one, Elliot says to his second wife, I should like to chop off your head with a meat axe. Well, she survives. I mean, she's in no danger of having her head chopped off with a meat axe, nor is she emotionally scarred by it. She moves on. Almost instantly. Almost instantly. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and I don't, you know, it's the only explanation, explanation I have that 
in a comedy, you have the only moment that matters is now. You, yeah. mu- you you can take a you can take it in the face. You should be hurt. You should mm-hmm. be angered. You you should receive the way you would as any play. But you have to move on. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's very interesting. That's like clown. I mean, if you think about some of the things that happens to clown, that yeah. would be yeah. so heartbreaking. But they bounce up. They're yeah. resilient. That's they keep right. going, that's and right. that's what makes it that's right fun instead of sad. That's right. And <laughs> right. this play yeah. was such a for all of us, this tight form, mm-hmm. these, and let's not for a second forget that David Ives has given us hilarious, right. brilliant, uh, uh, thrilling language. Right. Yeah. Beautiful language. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. could probably just stand there and, 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 and read it. it. Yeah. And right. read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but, but we can't because it, it, you know, it's a full length play and there are moments when we're not laughing. Mm-hmm. And there's moments when we're caring about someone or confused by someone or angry at someone or hurt. I, I, I mean, if that's not part of it, right? the, the, the fun goes out of it. The balloon de- deflates, right. you know? Yeah. And I, th- I would think that there's a, a danger. I mean, I love this script, but there are places where it's very showy linguistically. Mm-hmm. It's almost show-offy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I would think that somehow the cast had to... to Condensate for that some way, or or pl- I don't know. How do you play it in a way so that we just don't sit there in the audience saying, "Oh, that's clever," instead of caring about what's being communicated? Mm. Yeah, I think you have to pick and choose your battles a little mm, bit. Interesting. So yeah. there, are like, um, there's one rhyme that's a slant rhyme that built that is obviously what I should have been doing. Rhyming? Um, so like it's, it's a, it's, it's not an exact rhyme, uh-huh. but it, it, so it's, it's, it's like a rhyme from a country Western song kind of, well, this one is, well, this one was, it was Presbyterians and right. experience. Yes. Uh-huh. And, yes. and, yeah. and of course I should have been doing this from the beginning, but Bill was like, you should make that Presbyterians. And so, <laughs> the, the, so, the, so it's an actual ridiculous rhyme. And right. so, you see those moments where it's like, oh, we can be self-aware about this language yes, right. in a way that's totally kind of mocking our own right. sanctimoniousness, I right, guess, like right. our own want to be like very precious with it. So then I think when you do have moments that are kind of show-offy, mm-hmm. it kind of gets, they kind of disappear a little more. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you cho- you pick and choose where you want to, where you want to hit somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and David has included all the sort of emotional fallout that's in the play. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, take Lucrece, who is ignored, mm-hmm. who sees this guy in the first scene, and he dismisses her and and never notices her. And during the course of it, she begins to fall for him. Right. Uh, and at the end, you're aware. I, I mean, it, it's it stops being funny mm-hmm. and it forces him literally into prose. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, no, remember he says, uh, I'll say, I'll say it without rhyming. I'll say it without oh, yes, rhyming. Right. Yeah. Um, is there any difference, uh, in the language of the women and the men? Is there any in- interesting thing to say about that? It's not that I perceived one, but I'm just hmm. wondering if I, not that I've noticed language wise, I think, um, it's a little, it's maybe a little less just structurally, uh, show offy mm-hmm. in terms of story. 
but I think that's, uh, those are just the moments where, where we go back to story being, being told when yeah. we're with the women a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And, um, well, the women are less foolish overall, I would say. Uh, as and, they should be. <laughs> <laughs> as is true of the world. Um, <laughs> yes. And, uh, so there's a little bit of that, but I think, mm-hmm. um, um, but yeah, I don't. We did don't say, so. we realized, I think at some point, I mean, the women are the heart of the play, yes. uh-huh. you know, and, and, and the guys get the really silly stuff to do. Right. 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 But you, it pays off that, that they're, that, that the women are reminding us there are consequences. There yep. are, right. uh, and, and the father, John Weir, I, I began to think of as the conscience of the play. Yes. And right. he's ultimately the one that says, why do you, what's, why do you do this? Uh-huh. Which is something that the audience hasn't really questioned. No, that's right. Until right. that point. Right. Because he's enjoyed get, his yeah. lives. Right. Yeah. It's fun for us. Yeah. But now totally, we're starting to see all the fallout so fun, into right? care. Right. Well, um, speaking of silliness, let, let's talk a little bit about some of the physical comedy. And it is impossible not to talk about <laughs> the sword fight. Oh, my. So it, that's not in the script, I'm going to guess. It is. It is in the script. Kind okay. of. Yeah. Okay. The okay. words are there, and it says they mime a fight without swords. That's okay. what's in the script. Yeah. Okay. We, well, okay, so we went there. a little further. Yeah. Right. And Tyler Rich is our fight choreographer. and He's it, amazing. It's, uh, uh, yeah. Astonishing what he did. And Andy Hansen did all those sounds. Uh, um, which seemed almost, impo- I mean, right. such virtuoso. Uh, <laughs> well, it's uh, Amanda Hosking, too, That's who's right. our soundboard op. Uh, who, to, to follow. Yeah, well, usually, you know, in, in, in a, a, a stage manager calls the, uh, the cues. Right. And we realized the only way to do it is to have Amanda to do, to have. It's like a Foley artist, yeah, right? It's, it's just totally it yeah. is. Yeah. And she learned, I mean, I in think like it's astonishing. 10 minutes. Yeah. It's uh-huh. astonishing. Right. It's right. astonishing. She never makes a mistake and it's so fast. Right. I think it, it's astonishing. And he said he wouldn't have done it too if, 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 that's if right. it wasn't if it for wasn't Amanda out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, no, I wouldn't have done that if Amanda uh-huh. wasn't going to be yeah. operating it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, Kathy told me before the interview that, um, David Ive was, part of the process uh-huh. that he, he showed was here up. the first week so what was his role the i mean this, it wasn't a um, it wasn't a premiere it wasn't like he was rewriting no. or anything he 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 was helpful i mean he did he did he did give us um he said several times that this was the most fun he's ever had writing a play uh-huh. and you can tell because he was like watching and he's like Oh, I still need to fix things, which was kind of nice. You know, he was yeah. like giving, he was like, you need another line there, don't you? Yeah, do this, uh, put that there. Cool. Uh-huh. And like he was, it was interesting. I was like a little scared because I was like, because <laughs> it was going into a plot, a process with the playwright for an already produced play. But he was, he was cool. He was, he sat back a lot and he was really obviously enjoying himself yeah. and like having a great time and helped when he thought we needed something, mm-hmm. when he thought we needed some, some new text. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we first read it, it was just great to have him there to be yeah. like, oh, this needs to be pronounced this way in mm-hmm. order to make right. that rhyme. Or, you know, just gave us a few general notes, you know, about like, you know, if we had questions about story or references to things, it was, mm-hmm. you know, so kind of rather than looking them up, it was right. just like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, you're right here. Yeah. Right. What's this word? Right. And he's exactly what you expect. Yeah. He's smart and urbane and mm-hmm. funny and yeah. charming. And we, you know, we went out for drinks with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That was pretty cool. I bragged about that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So back to comedy. Um, I would guess that at least some of it is 
actors invent things and directors say, yes, that works or no, that doesn't. Is that true? Ideally. <laughs> <laughs> Did I not let you do that? No, that's a Bill Brown production. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And is it just empirical? I mean, do you just kind of know that something's going to work or not work even before you see the audience, or or do you? I mean, you must have great instincts, Bill. You've been doing this for a, a while. I don't trust any of the truisms, like comedy comes in threes, or I I just I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. So all you have, I have to say that my. <laughs> I started as a musician, but my first training as an actor was an improv. Uh-huh. So it sort of defines, mm-hmm. I, I believe, I believe in what happens in rehearsals. Yes. I'm nervous about things I think up at home or even sometimes what an actor thinks up at home. Uh-huh. It, it does come back to truth. Uh, you could go up and you could go out and think of just the funniest thing in the world to do, uh, in a scene or with a line. But if it doesn't come out of what's happening between you and the other actors and the story, right? it will feel that way. Yeah. Uh, Cooked up, yeah. dragged in. Yeah. And you, 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 you know, it's not necessary to hire funny people to do comedy, mm-hmm. but it is necessary to hire people who are free enough to play. Uh, and it is, it's the purest form of play. You know, when the audience has left the building, you know, when they're not interested. Uh, is it, but that's true with any play. It is true with anything. Although one could kin oneself if one was doing Medea, that everyone is just. The silence is transfixed, not. Although you're absolutely right. You, you know, in Medea too. (laughs) Right. You know, in Wasteland, we did a, you know, a play together earlier in the year that was darkly tragic, I would Mm say. Lots of silence. Lots of silence. (laughs) (laughs) Transfixed, I'm sure. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but. I, I, this play was such a template for what we think of comedy Mm -hmm. and, 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 and really in our 100 seat theater, we don't do a lot of all out comedies. It's, it's, it's a little scary to, you think that with just 100 seats, you can't get get that rolling laugh laugh going. Yeah. But it's been deeply gratifying. I Mm -hmm. mean, regularly. Way more often than not, that people come along for the ride, and I think that there are obviously linguistic cues. I mean, the language is hilarious. Yes, but then we get into by the time then we get into physical cues, and certainly by the time we get to that sword fight, which is relatively early in Act One, you're in or you're not. Right. If right. that's not funny, then right. good night, everybody. Right. Totally. Don't right. you think? I yeah, mean, it's uh, interesting to see audiences other... turn sometimes yes. too with that scene. Yeah. Because it's because it's them acclimating right. to yes. what this play is. Right. Because you know it's not something that gets performed in that space yeah. very often, that's and they're right. kind of like anywhere really. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But they're all kind of like, okay, this is what we're doing. We're right. being polite and we're listening, and then you get to the site and they're like. Oh, this is, oh, this right. is, oh, okay. we're just being yeah. silly here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Well, I've never thought about this before, but I mean, there's, we've talked about verbal comedy, we've talked about physical comedy, and then there's situational comedy. 
mm-hmm. you can't really make situational comedy very early in a play because you have to set up the set situations. Up. Isn't that right? right? Yeah. Right. So, so you got to warm people up That's with right. one of these other two kinds. And then over time, you build to just the right. ludicrousness of how many lies he's told and sure. how soon he's going to get caught and who's listening and whatever. And the fact that, that Ann Thompson is playing this the twins. twins. Yes. Right. Oh, that's another you know, very just, funny thing. Yeah, a very funny device. But it, absolutely, we, we, we try to let ourselves off the hook because they're learning who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. it if you don't get a if you don't get a laugh for the first ten or fifteen minutes of a, a comedy, it's okay. Right. right. Uh, it might even be for the best. Right. Uh-huh. They're trying because they're listening. Right. Yeah. And 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 then it's earned when it comes. I mean, one thing I hate more than anything is going. Often you go to press night and the house is papered right. with everybody's Loaded. friends, and they're they're laughing too much. You know, yes, it's not. You're right. They're trying to juice it up. You're right. And then you get resistant. You know. Yeah. And if you <clears> just right. let yeah. it be what it is, yeah. that's usually fine. Well, so Laura, are there things that you remember from the process where it was just hard? There was something really hard. Gosh. Yes. <laughs> what were they? I- um, I think, you know, uh, just kind of everything that we've talked about, you know, it's, it, there is this tremendous sense of, of play that happens that isn't always easy because you don't know if it's right or if it's going to work or mm-hmm. if, um, it's making sense. And, uh, you know, that's what Bill's there for, which is, wonderful but um you know you just uh i think uh it was a little scary for me you know just because i hadn't done a comedy in a while and uh and then you know just kind of everything that bill was saying knowing that it's it's all the same it's it's finding those truths it's finding those characters um i think the hard parts were just uh you know, kind of getting out of the way of the play right. and trusting, trusting yeah. it and mm-hmm. trusting each other and trusting the language, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What, what, as you're talking, one thing I'm realizing that's so fun about this, there kind of are two plays. It's just going to be a little hard to articulate, but there's the wink play. There's the play <laughs> where we're all kind of together saying, that's goofy or, you know, that's clever. That's outside the story. But really fun. But if that took over completely, it, as this is what you were really saying, mm-hmm. Bill, it can't, it can't it, take it, away yeah. from the story, from the relationships, right. the things that ultimately move us. Mm-hmm. So it's this two tracks that are kind of playing at the same time. Do you recognize what mm-hmm. I'm trying to get at? Absolutely. At all? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm just wondering how you, either is it balancing them like at the soundboard you know making sure that they both keep ticking or is it i mean what's the process of making sure that the fun we're having up at the top mm-hmm. isn't getting in the way of the fun the deeper fun i think it's about making the story a priority mm-hmm. because everything else comes along with it like the the language itself is inherently already pretty funny uh and like everything that happens is pretty funny but as long but nothing you're not you're not going to get any kind of payoff unless people understand what's happening mm-hmm. and from the very from the very get-go and mm-hmm. like LaShawn and I were talking we're still trying to refine all the moments in the beginning where it's like because the beginning is so silly there's so much silly stuff but and we worked on the first scene in the play like obsessively because it was the hardest yeah. scene in the play. Because that's the exposition, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and it was, yeah, yeah, it's literally, he says, right. the exposition <laughs> right. scene. <Yeah. laughs> right. but, but to establish 
a young man who everything yes. here is new to him mm-hmm. and a guy who's Cleton LaShawn Banks, who's kind of like this urbane, uh, jaded city guy who uh-huh. needs a job. And then they both latch on to something that they need from each other so quickly and then they become comfortable so quickly. It's hard to draw that line of like a relationship forming. Building it yeah. convincingly in yeah. that short time. Yeah. Well, what you just said, I never thought about, but is, is actually very interesting because that's, um, I've seems to be really playing, or maybe it's Cornet, playing with stereotypes, right? It's this wide-eyed country boy yes. who's just, you know, yes. making it up and, and, and dissembling that, 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 all the that, time. That's both Cornet and, and Ives. And then you've got, the, as you say, kind of the urbane, <coughs> sophisticated, who you could imagine is the one right. who would say anything, who's compelled to t- say the truth. So right. that even right there <laughs> right. is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, the contradictions. Yeah. And I, I guess that's what, what I what so impresses me with the, the, the Cornet and the Ives. You start with a stereotype and then he immediately complicates right because right. it's the urbane guy who can't lie right and that's david out. ives yeah that's david ives i mean it, that cleton wasn't a, a guy in, in the original cornet oh, who could right, only tell the right, truth that right, was david ives that Sorry, added that. You, but, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. but it's it's extraordinary i mean it's such a perfect uh you know i we often say that contradiction is comedy uh contradiction is is always important. What, what, no matter what kind of play you're yeah. doing, right? Uh, um, what are you laughing at? I got a piece of advice early in my career, and I make them write it down every play I do. Practically, <laughs> consistency and awesome. characterization will avail you nothing. Contradiction is all, oh. and that was from Peter Wood. Because it's true. It's People so true. are constantly. It's you know, so say, true. It's not like me. To yeah, do that, right? Exactly. <laughs> right? I mean, the best gossip is the, oh, she didn't. Right. <laughs> you know, right, is the, right, right, oh, right. not the him, right? right, right. The, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, it's a mysterious process. And as you said at the, the top, Bill, none of the truisms are probably really true. So what does it come uh, down to? Just <laughs> comic instinct, whatever that might be. Uh, you have to have mat- the bright material. Right. You can't make. A silk perks out of a sow's ear. You you and need that's the comic text and the actors, right? And the actors, mm-hmm. uh, and you have to you have to tell the truth. Yeah. Uh, and and if 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 all those elements, I mean, it will find its way. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining me to talk about it. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks.